church will be happening this morning. Brother Harry is going to lead everybody out who wants to go to that. So let your little guys go. Now, as I said this morning, we're uh, in for a real treat. You can come on up and if you want. Because, uh, here's how we're going to do this. Uh, Brother Nesto is going to come and he's going to bring 101 points on the role of the deacon. <laughs> And then I'm going to follow him with 151 points Amen. on the character of the deacon. Okay, so Anna, get yourself comfortable. You need a stool or something? Get some water. Okay, because she's going to be doing a lot of talking. So, uh, so brother, you come on and share what the Lord's put on your heart. Uh, I, I thought that this would be a, a blessing to us all. Uh, we haven't had a combined service for quite a while. And uh, so since we have Brother Ruben, who's uh, being ordained today as one of our Spanish brothers, and then Brother Craig, uh, that this would be a good opportunity for us to celebrate uh, the whole uh, ordination time. And so, again, we're blessed to have men who uh, sense in their hearts that this is what God wants from them. We're blessed to have you who have and will here in this service at the end give an affirmation of these men. And so... Brother Ernesto is going to talk for a minute. I'll talk for just a couple minutes, and then we're going to have the men come forward and ask a couple questions to them and a question to you, and then we'll go into our communion time. So it's a beautiful Sunday as we see the Lord doing a great work in our hearts and in our body here, and then culminate it all with uh, the, the Lord's table. Okay? So I'm not sure what's happening behind me. <laughs> I just want to turn around. <laughs> Pero vamos a buscar solamente puntos especiales. 
específico. Para gobierno. En este caso va a ser en Rubén. In this case, it's going to be about Craig and Acts 6.1. The word of God says like this. But in those days, by the time they were multiplying in numbers and disciples, there was a, a complaint from the Jews and Elisa. <coughs> Ruth um, agreed not to leave her 
Yo no sé cómo ha sido tu relación con tu suegra. I don't know how your relationship has been Creo que el 90% eh, bueno, yo espero que no sea cristiano, ¿no? No amen a la mamita suegra. I think 90% of um, the mother-in-laws they don't agree with her. El caso mío fue distinto. My case was different. El caso mío, la suegra me buscaba a mí. In this case, my mother-in-law always looked for me. Siempre estaba molestando. She was always bothering me. gustaba que me molestara. And she loved when I bothered her. Y el día que no la molestaba, me tocaba a ver si tenía fiebre. And when I bothered her, enfermo, she used to touch me and say, are you okay? <laughs> y créame, créame que ¿sabes por qué pongo de ejemplo mi suegra? You know what? Look at my mother-in-law as an example. She must be in heaven already with the Lord. Ella se quedó viuda muy joven. She became a widow very young. Y ella decidió and she decided no never to get married again. Y dedicarse a sus hijos. And just dedicate her life to her children. ¿Sabes? Eh, pasó trabajo. Eh, she went to a lot of hardship. Lo que sí me fijaba en ella era que ella nunca tenía una expresión de alegría. What I always noticed on her was that she never had a happy face. It, it was like a poster. But how pretty it is that she wrote motivo, in one of the verses most motive que hay en el that in the church of the Old Testament it's the book of Luke 4.15 You can see there that Le dice, no, regresa a tu familia, a Moab, ¿no? Regresa a Moab. Go back to Moab. Y Chulera le respondió con una expresión de lealtad y emocionada. ¿no? Yo creo que sí, que sea una de las de la, de la respuestas más emocionadas, emocionadas de la Biblia. Responded back to her, I think it's one of the response most emotional. Rue 1, 16 a 17. It's Rue 1, from 16 to 17. <laughs> Dice, a donde tú vayas, you go, yo iré. Y a donde tú pases la noche, you stay yo pasaré la noche. I will stay with you. Ahora viene la parte más bonita de todo. De una, de una nuera a una suegra. Dice así, tu pueblo, pueblo será mi pueblo. Y tu Dios será mi Dios. Donde muera, tú, yo moriré. Y allí donde tú seré enterrado. Que Jehová me haga así. Y añade aquello si las cosas es una aparte de, de la muerte. Hiciera una separación entre tú y yo. ¿Sabe cómo yo le podría llamar a eso? Yo le podría llamar a eso, ayudando a la viuda sobre llevar, a, a llevar, sobre llevar el dolor. I can call that like um, helping the, the widows when we help them carry their burden. Primero vemos lealtad. First we see um, loyalty. Lealtad a Dios. Loyalty to the Porque Lord. Porque dice, tu Dios será mi Dios. Because she says that your God will be my God. Era Moabita. Nada que ver con Dios, con el Dios vivo verdadero. She didn't, have, she didn't believe in the real true God. Algo le hizo Noemí a Ruth. They just surrender themselves on the 100%. And servants of God. We should be dedicated to the widows. You know why? Because when we are dedicated to our widows, we love more the Lord. Y hacemos la diferencia en este mundo. He visto viudas. Bueno, he, he visto, oído y he visto. Eh, viudas en un hospital. Santiago, 
In the book of James. Vamos a Santiago 2, 16. Let's go to the book of James, chapter 2, verse 16. Even though 
we're talking about a select group of people. It really fits all of us. Y aunque estemos hablando de personas selectivas, In other words, the Lord has uniquely called certain people out, but we really should see our own hearts in light of the same truths. En otra palabra, el Señor no ha llamado para ayudar a otra persona, pero también hay muchas personas más que necesitan. Here in Laurel Hill, we believe, as Brother Ernesto was saying, the role of the deacon is to really take care of widows, but also to take care of any of the benevolent needs. Como dice el hermano Ernesto, aquí en Laurel Hill, es para nosotros ayudar a las viudas, pero a la misma vez tenemos que ayudar con benevolencia a los que lo necesitan. And, and anything else we can put on their shoulders. Y cualquier otra cosa que podamos pegarle en sus hombros. So let's talk about the heart for just a moment. So, In 1 Timothy chapter 3, the Lord talks about several characteristics of the heart. He says that in verse 8, deacons should be men of dignity. That's not really hard to understand, but he means they should be men of respect. More specifically, worthy of respect. That's not really attractive in our culture today, but it is certainly in God's economy. But God is talking about mostly in moral and spiritual character. De moral y espiritual. In other words, the deacon should be respected by the congregation, by you. En otra palabra, los diáconos deben ser respetados por la congregación. And that's what the Acts passage talked about. Select from among yourselves men of good reputation. Y eso es lo que el libro de Hechos te habla. Selecciona y respete. Men of good character, men of integrity. Hombre de buen carácter, de buena integridad. Men who can be trusted. And it's obvious because there are people who are going to be filling the needs of the congregation. Paul tells them a second thing, they're not to be double-tongued. And you've heard the expression the Indians used to use, man speaks with forked tongue. Y ustedes han hablado, han oído el dicho de, lo, de los indios que hablan de su lengua, pero que el hombre habla como con un, como un cuchillo de lengua. I think the Indians understood that a tongue that divides is not one that can be trusted. Yo creo que los indios entendieron que cuando hay una lengua que está dividida, no son para ser confiados. And the whole idea simply is if a man says one thing and then reflects something else, he can't be trusted. Y qué, qué idea es que si el hombre dice una cosa y hace otra, ese hombre no puede ser confiado. This is uniquely talking about his words, but it really reflects the heart. Y esto es únicamente uh, reflejado en sus palabras, pero están hablando de su corazón. And so just very simply, a deacon needs to be a man of his word. So simplemente es que un diácono tiene que ser un hombre de su palabra. Not addicted to much wine. No, el diácono no debe ser muy adicto al vino. Now, some people have really taken this to the extreme level of understanding. Hay muchas personas que han llevado este problema de lo que es tomar hasta cierto punto de nivel. There are a lot of references in the scripture about the dangers of wine and strong drink, or what we would call beer or some kind of alcohol. Hay mucha referencia en la palabra de Dios lo, cuando habla sobre lo que es el vino, eh, la cerveza, muchos de eso. There's nothing specifically that condemns the consuming of alcohol, but there's a great deal that con condemns the drunkenness. Eso no quiere decir que están condenando a lo que toman. Eso quiere decir que condena a lo que son borrachos. But for me personally, I stay away from it because I don't like it, number one. Yo personalmente en mi vida yo no tomo porque no me gusta. But secondly, because of what it reflects. And so God is saying, when you choose these men among yourselves, so make Dios sure dice, they're se, estos hombres, 
sober people. And this is a huge area of temptation for a lot of people. In fact, unfortunately, the church in general has bought into the idea that alcohol is essential in some ways. But the basic premise is nobody can be trusted who has an alcohol problem. Pero nadie puede ser confiado cuando tiene un problema de alcoholismo. And there's another one, not fond of sordid gain, is the way the English translation makes it. Y otra cosa es, no, no muy llamado a, a lo que son juegos, como juegos indecentes. Right? And the simple meaning is, is that the deacon is not to be a man who's hungry for money. Como simplemente es como que un diácono no debe estar his whole goal is not to be how much money he can earn in this life. I was just in a meeting this last week where I was told that a treasurer had embezzled $350,000 from a church. That wasn't wrong, he'll not You're safe. You're okay. But I'll tell you why we're okay, and it's because, it's because we do our best to adhere to these things. And that's why we have a man like Neil. So we're asking some of the questions as to what did Paul really have on his mind as he laid these things out for these men. Well, this one in particular is critical because deacons deal with so many financial matters. I would say, and the other deacons would support this, I'm sure, that 99% of every issue we deal with has some meaning or has some issue with money behind it. And I'm talking about people we're trying to help. And so you can imagine if a deacon has a problem with money, Ahora ya se puede imaginar si hay un diácono que tiene problemas con dinero. It's going to be hard to trust them. Va a ser bien difícil poder confiar en él. And Jesus confronted the Pharisees, the religious leaders, about this. Y Jesús se confrontó con los fariseos en referente a esto. According to John chapter 12, it was Judas who regularly took out of the treasury of the twelve. Como en el libro de Juan 12 es cuando Judas, 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 Judas is sweet. And then Paul says to Timothy, they should hold the mystery of the faith with a clear conscience. Basically, it means that the deacon is to be one who exemplifies what it means to have true faith. Y lo que quiere decir es que un diácono debe tener um, lo que es verdaderamente una fe real. And his life should be a demonstration of what the scriptures teach. En su vida debe ser una demostración de lo que la Biblia enseña. So that, and here's how it ties together, so that his conscience is clear. Para que su conciencia esté limpia. So he can't live an immoral life. So él no puede vivir una vida que sea inmoral. He's not to be a money-hungry person. No debe ser una persona que sea hambriento al dinero. He's to be a man who lives by every word that the Lord requires in the word. Tiene que ser un hombre que viva de acuerdo a lo que se requiere en la vida. And let me just add just a couple more here. In 1 Timothy 3, Paul goes on. Aquí voy a agregar otro más en 1 Timoteo 3. Pablo sigue. To talk about if a deacon is married. Que si un diácono es casado. And the deacon's wife is to also be careful of her life. And she's not to be a gossip specifically. 
And you can understand that because her husband is involved in the lives of people. Y eso debe de entenderlo porque el esposo de la de la ella está envuelto en lo que es la vida de la persona. Especially in the benevolent needs that people have. Hasta de la misma benevolencia que la persona tiene. So can you imagine the conversation in the deacon's home if the wife is a gossip? So te puedes imaginar si el esposo es un diácono como ellos están murmurando en su casa juntos. Why did they need that money? Y para que ellos necesitaron ese dinero. Why are you helping them? Right? And I want to share with people. So the wife, the wife needs to be that way. Be careful about her words and her conversation. So la esposa debe tener mucho cuidado con lo que habla y con su conversación. They're to be temperate and faithful in all things. Debe ser um, muy fiel a todas las cosas. Temperate just means self-controlled, living an orderly life. Y también deben de ser mujeres que, que no sean um, personas que, que se le vaya lo que es el temperamento, ¿no? And finally, the Lord says it'll be husbands of one wife. Now, that's not a requirement for marriage. Y por último, dice que los esposos deben ser, los de las diáconos deben ser esposos de una sola mujer. In fact, it really doesn't have anything to do with marital status. It has to do with the character of the heart. Eso en sí no tiene nada que ver con el carácter de un matrimonio, sino con el carácter del corazón. It means simply that his heart is devoted to the woman that is his wife. Solamente quiere decir que su corazón está totalmente entregado a su esposa. So let me just summarize these points for us real quickly. A deacon is to be a man who is worthy of respect by you. El diácono debe ser un hombre que debe ser respetado por todos nosotros. He's a man who says what he means. Es un hombre que dice lo que significa, lo que, lo que piensa. Not addicted to wine or beer. No adicto a la cerveza ni al vino. He's not doing it just to make money. No solamente está haciéndolo para hacer dinero. He has a clear conscience when it comes to the faithfulness of his own life in the Word. He has a wife that's also godly. And then once that man is found, he's to be tested according to Paul's words to Timothy. And if there's nothing found that's amiss, then let them serve as deacons. Now, there's no length of time specified in this testing period. For us, we decided at Laurel Hill that that would be for a period of one year. So if you remember, almost a year ago, these men were presented to you as potential deacons. So acuérdense que hace un año estos hombres fueron presentados a ustedes como diáconos potenciales. And the whole purpose was to reflect on their lives throughout that year on these very things that Ernesto and I were talking about. Y el propósito de eso es para que sus vidas puedan ser sido reflejadas en nosotros como Ernesto y yo estábamos hablando. So we believe, at least the leaders believe, by the testimony of these men's lives, that they are fit for being deacons. So, por el testimonio de los líderes, nosotros pensamos que que ellos deben de ser dignos de ser diáconos. So, when I ask you, as the church congregation, is there any disagreement with that? So, como la congregación de la iglesia, hay algún desacuerdo? Because that's what the one year was for, for you to determine the lives of these men and. Ask whether they were fit for this position or not. If there's no disagreement, then we'll go ahead with the actual ordination. Again, remember, we're not talking about perfect men. But certainly, these requirements are given to us by the Lord that are very serious. Pero esto sí, estos requerimientos han sido dados por el Señor y son bien serios. Okay, well, praise the Lord. Craig and Ruben, if you'll come forward now, uh, and, uh, stand here. Para bajo el Señor, uh, Ruben.
Could you stand and face them? Appreciate There are three questions that I want to ask of you. And as you're facing the congregation, that you can uh, answer in this way, just simply by saying yes. Y como están mirando la congregación, voy a hacer la pregunta y solamente digan sí. The church has affirmed upon you an honor and a great responsibility. Así que la iglesia es un honor y una prueba um, responsable para ustedes. Will you accept this responsibility? Ustedes yeah. aceptan esta responsabilidad. And strive to fulfill the position to which you're called. Y tratan de llenar la posición que han sido llamados. Will you promote the interest of the church? Ustedes uh, promocionarán lo, lo que es el interés de la iglesia. To assist the pastors and the elders in whatever you need to do. Asistir a los otros ancianos o en cualquier otra cosa que sea necesario. To look out for the poor and the needy of the church. Mirar a los pobres y a los necesitados de la iglesia. If so, say yes, I will. Y si sí, digan sí lo haré. Sí lo haré. Yes, I will. I do. Secondly, will you affirm your allegiance to Christ? Así como ustedes um, se están midiendo a su paso a Cristo. To the church and the Holy Scriptures. A la iglesia y a las escrituras sagradas. If so, say yes, I will. Entonces, digan sí, lo haré. Yes, I will. Sí. Will you promise to cooperate with the pastors and elders and deacons on other interests of the church? Ustedes prometen um, ayudar a los pastores, otros diáconos que de la iglesia que sean necesarios. In promoting all the workings of the ministries. Y promocionando todo el trabajo de la del ministerio. If so, say yes, I will. Okay. Yes. And then this is for you, the congregation. A question to you: Will you, the members of the church? Y esto para ustedes de la congregación, miembros de la iglesia. Will you acknowledge and affirm these brothers as deacons? Ustedes uh, aceptarían estos hermanos como diáconos. Will you respect them and encourage them? And more so, will you cooperate with them as they perform their duties? And so you would say, yes, we will. Unless you don't. <laughs> so you're not robots. Okay, so let me read the charge here. Okay, so voy a leer el, el cargo. I now charge you in the name of the Father, the Holy Spirit, and the Son. Ahora yo le encargo en el nombre del Padre, del Hijo y del Espíritu Santo. That you strive to fill your office to the best of your ability. Que ustedes puedan llevar su trabajo a la mejor de su habilidad. And that you seek the Lord's divine guidance in all your work. Y que ustedes siempre busquen la obra del Señor en todo el trabajo que ustedes hagan. Okay, if we can have the elders, uh, Scott, if you can come forward and hang out. And uh, the deacons are in here. I know Harry's out, in church, Roger's out, but the others, if, even if you're uh, not actively a deacon right now, but you've been a deacon, if you want to come forward and we'll just uh, pray over these okay, guys. Okay, at this moment, you're not a deacon, but if you're a deacon, please non-active deacons currently here. Yeah, let's see if there's... All right. Am I missing anybody? Okay. All right, well, let's pray over these guys. So, vamos a orar sobre ellos. You lead them in some prayer. Heavenly Father, we just... Thank you for giving us men willing to serve. Le damos gracias por darnos hombres que quieran servir. We ask that you give them wisdom. That you keep their minds clear. In things that are brought before them. Lord, we ask your protection upon their families. That you would help them just to be pure in, in all that they be able to say and do. We look forward to working with these men in particular. 
para, buscamos eh, poder trabajar con estos hombres en particular. And we look forward to them serving here at Laurel Hill. Y buscamos también que estos hombres sirvan aquí en Laurel Hill. Thank you for blessing us with them. Gracias, Señor, por bendecirnos con ellos. In Jesus' name. En el nombre de Jesús. Amen. 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 Okay, so we're going to do communion just a little different this morning. I need some of the deacons to stay here so we can hear. So in this moment, we're going to do the Santa Cena, but we're going to do it a little bit different. Brother Ernesto, if you'll come up, he and I both are going to just give the deacons the elements. And so let me just encourage you to spend this time in prayer. Again, as always, you know that this is a very serious and a solemn time. As we hand out the, uh, we'll do the bread first and then we'll hand out the juice in just a And he said, I received from the Lord that which I delivered to you. But the Lord Jesus, in the night which he was betrayed, took bread. And when he had given thanks, he broke it. And said, This is my body, which is for you. 
Do this in remembrance of me. So let's take Lord, we thank you for this magnificent time we've had in here. It's abundance of Jesus Christ. Thank you for this representation of your blood, Lord, that represents your blood that cleans us of all our sins. Thank you for this privilege that we can do it in your memory in Jesus Living praises before the Lord. So we are a blessed people. 
Let's pray together and we'll conclude the service. Father, we thank you again for today. We continually pray your blessings upon this church family. We pray your blessings on each individual. We pray for each leader here today. And ask that your name would be glorified in all that we do. Lord, we lift up your name and magnify you. We pray in Jesus' name. And all God's people said. Amen. 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 Lord's blessings to you all.